when the storm sirens go off. You ready to get yourself and your family down your storm shelter? Nah, man, not me. I opened up mine the other day. Grass clippings, dead spiders, a couple live spiders, a dead scorpion, live crickets were down there. Why would I have my wife and my family go down to that storm shelter? Can't even keep it clean. So what I decided to do, I called up StormCheck.team. They team up with local veterans to keep your storm shelter safe and clean. They offer their signature five-point service, which includes they get down there, they vacuum, they clean. Those dead spiders, grass clippings, live spiders, gone. It's sanitized. It's deodorized. They give you fresh water supply. Install a motion-sensored LED light. How brilliant is that? And they ensure that your shelter location is registered with your local emergency management office in your respective city, state, and town. Freaking brilliant. For the premium subscriber, you get to see them twice a year and you get a first aid kit. Give them a visit on their website, www.stormcheck.team. Get to know them. They're awesome. They're undefeated, just like your storm shelter will be. That's www.stormcheck.team. Stop being afraid of your storm shelter. Give them a call. Thank you so much for tuning in to Defining Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. On Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes to iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube so you can see the video edition. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today, every day, because someone is always rooting you on. <laughs> One, two, three. All right. Boom. Go. I like yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. Let's roll. Welcome back to the undefeated, unscripted, unfiltered, defining moments podcast. Let me make an edit on that. There's only one thing that's scripted is I have questions from our followers, our fans, your friends, your family, coach, <laughs> nice. my friend, my mentor, my brother, coach, Tom George. Welcome to the podcast, man. I, uh, I appreciate it, brother. I'm humbled that, uh, man, you know me, I'm humbled that you're, <laughs> that you're even having me on the podcast. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty straightforward and unscripted. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous with the questions you got <laughs> and who you got them from, but that's why we're doing this, right? So we can, uh, we can be honest and, uh, and factual and, uh, and, and be honest with our audience. So absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I'm here, brother. Absolutely. CEO of QB Impact, 25 so, years, United States Navy, senior so, chief, retired. Yes, Thank sir. you for your service, sir. We appreciate uh, I you. I appreciate it. Never, uh, the thanks is never warranted, but I'm grateful for it. Absolutely. The first time I met you was about a year and a half ago in Harrow, Oklahoma. Yes. I came showing up to your football academy camp and across the field, the football field is what, about 80 yards wide? Maybe. Uh, well, the a football field in general obviously is 120 long, and yeah. then it's about 53 yards wide. Oh, and then, of course, with the with the turf, it's about 70. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And across the way, you yelled out, my Asian brother. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, in honor of that, I got a rice bag here for you. <laughs> you can open it, but you can't keep the bag. That's my bag. But go ahead and open it. There's some stuff in there Dude, for you. Dude, that's a real rice bag, too. <laughs> like, this isn't like... 
10 minute instant like this is a real right no, I ain't uncle ben's like, bro no no that's legit <laughs> that's legit that's why i call you my asian brother hey people don't know dog me and you me and you were born into adversity you know and we can go there another day but uh yeah i yeah. love it man i love it the the undefeated hat and uh and and some shirts i appreciate it i hope you got uh i hope you got one for <laughs> shelly or i'll be done uh oh yeah it's coming tomorrow these are awesome man i appreciate it i really do i really do i gotta i gotta make sure uh i gotta make sure i get you some more swag too <laughs> it's almost like the trade oh i like this one I like yeah this one. freedom is undefeated i like it i like it man i appreciate it i appreciate it absolutely but don't forget you can't keep the bag Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you get the bag back. You get the bag back. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Man, I'm good. You know, I, I kind of uh, I'm a guy that believes that you should wake up with energy and ready to go. Yeah. So I really my mornings are when I'm I'm really go go go, and then yeah. I kind of settle down at night. Um, but I, I don't I don't I can tell you in my existence of life I don't know if I've ever woken up feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like if I woke up. I'm doing better than most of the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I truly believe that, man. So um, I'm passionate about waking up ready to go and being grateful right away. Right on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of people wake up and immediately go to their victim mentality, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet it sucks. My back hurts. <laughs> uh, shut up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, it's not that bad. So, it's not that bad. So, yeah, and that's so. one of the phrases I hear a lot in your videos and just you talking to people. It's not that bad, man. Yeah, it's not because what we do is our energy reflects onto other people, right? Yeah. So, we're this society is so individually self conscious that they they don't know what they're doing to other people. So mm -hmm. when you walk into a room with this negative condensation or vibe of this victim mentality because you woke up and your back hurts that that impacts people you're around all day yeah you don't know it but it does right. you know what i'm saying so why what's the purpose of it yeah you know what i mean I'm, yeah. i i i like to ask people with that negative condensation like what's the goal do you just want everybody miserable like you like, what is the goal, right? Yeah. Like, my life sucks, so everybody else's should, right? Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Nope. Like, that's not how we get better. No. Nope. How about my life sucks, but let's do what we can to make it better and improve your life, there right? There you go. 100%. But that's not how we live, man, uh, unfortunately. So, yeah. um, I don't mean to drag it out, but it's important to me, man. If you don't wake up with the right mindset, then your day is done. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people that wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning and decide to be productive at one o'clock in the afternoon. Like, really? You know what I mean? So anyway, that, that's, I'm sure that's for another topic, but. Uh, now we'll touch, uh, we'll touch back on that. Yeah. That topic. So, so, you know, I'm, so yeah, I'm good this morning, brother. You yeah. Ain't, yeah you're, you know, all my, my athletes and parents always, Hey, how's your day coach? Or how are you doing? And yeah. my response is always the same. And it's not a cliche. It's true. I am absolutely grateful and good mm -hmm. because I've deployed to the Middle East. Yeah. So m most people that have lived in America their whole life and haven't left their state lines have no idea what bad is. Yeah. No idea. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. my God, the water's cold at Lake Eufaula. What am I going to do? Like, it, I'm like, how about shut up and go swimming? Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, dude, it, it baffles me. It baffles me. But it's good. Yeah. It's good because we all got to learn and get better. So. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about being deployed. How many times have you been deployed? I'll be honest with you. I really don't know exactly how many times I've been specifically deployed because we get deployed on detachments and we get gotcha. deployed on nine and 12 month deployments um, and we get deployed on weekly missions. Mm -hmm. um, but I've done 12 different variations of missions and, de and deployments to the Middle East specifically, wow. yeah. um, also to Asia and and uh, Central America and some sure. other locations. But, yeah. you know, I. I I take a lot of pride in the service um, that I've given in terms of the Middle East because I saw the production and what we did. Um, sometimes the media doesn't portray that right. because the media doesn't want to portray the positive things we do. Sure. Instead, they want to look for the bad we do. Mm. So I got a lot of growth from the Middle East um, to the point where people ask me, what's the best place you've visited in your life? And I always tell them it's Iraq. Mm. And it's true. Yeah. Because we blame the people in Iraq for the dictator that ran that country. Mm -hmm. And it's not their fault, right? I mean, right. it's not their fault that they live in that country and they're amazing people. And I would sit down and they would be so cordial and and they would always ask us if we wanted tea. And it was very formal and cordial and it was yeah. very respectful. Right. And you don't get that here. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? So, um, I didn't mean to run with that, but yeah, I mean, multiple deployments to the Middle East. Yeah, well, it's portrayed here in the States negatively, even the people. Oh, 100%. There, right? 100%. And so when you go on these deployments and you experience something different, you know, it, it's probably changed you, probably shaped you, your mind to look at things differently. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, but it, I was shaped that way. When I was a puppy, when I was a kid, yeah, because I saw the way my mom got treated um, in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, yeah, um, you know, there was a time where 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 we went to war with Japan, and if you were a native in the islands of Hawaii, you were thrown into a concentration camp because you mm -hmm. didn't look the way you were supposed to, right? Right. So you know, I got to see that at a level when I was young, um, and I also got to see this, this mentality that people felt that they were better than my mom because of the way she looked, mm -hmm. you know, so I learned young, um, that we're all the same and we're all equal and we all have something productive to give to society, regardless of color or gender or right. belief. Right. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, between, between my childhood, my childhood, and then my military career, um, it's one thousand percent what has made me the person I am today. You know, it's it's funny, and I don't mean to run with this, but you know, my son Brandon is in week one of Bud's training yeah. at in San Diego, and he sent me a video, and he called me last night, and I'll be honest with you, he's twenty two years old, and he's gotten a dose of act right character, team leader. To the point where I don't think he got it, but I think he did it because it was expected, but I'm not sure he believed it or got it. And he called me last night for the first time in 22 years. And he, he said, he brought up moments that in my career that I've, I've been selfless or I've done something 
um, where I put myself in jeopardy for other people. And he's like, like, now I know why you do that or why you did that. And I didn't know before. And now I know. And uh, and and it's good. It's yeah. good because he's going to be an asset to society. You know what I'm saying? 110%. Right. Yeah. And you say budge training. That's Navy SEALs. Yes. Yeah. He's in, uh, He it, it well, budge training is a variety of special operations okay. training. Okay. Um, specific to the title Navy SEALs and, right. and their SWIC training. And yeah. there's a level of, of guys that go through buds. So he's in... He's in that phase right now where it hurts every day and he's mentally getting beat down. And, 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 you know, obviously I've gone through a level of training where you, you, you physically get exhausted and you mentally get beat down. Um, um, when I was in seer school and, and he'll get to go through that and, and it's good for me because I sit back and I listen to him and I don't ever say, um, because I think you shouldn't, I don't ever say, well, I did that or well, I'm going to do that or you're going to do what I did. I don't mm. ever do that because to me, it's not about me. It's about his path and his journey. Right. True. And I want him to put a stamp on who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same way for my older son. Yeah. Um, I've always said I want them to be better than me. Right. The same way with my athletes. Like I have a couple athletes that are very close to me and they talk about me being a father figure, their hero. And, and I say that with the utmost humility. And my response is always like, like, I'm not a hero. Um, Mm. because I have flaws and every day I have challenges I got to get better at. Um, but when you find who that hero is, um, just understand that your hero's not perfect. Your hero's the person who's willing to accept that they're not perfect and do what they can to get Mm -hmm. better. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and I think that's what, yeah, that's the way I try to live my life. I got yeah. plenty of flaws, man. Trust me, I'm yeah. a knucklehead. Well, we all do, man. Yeah, we all yeah. do, coach. Yeah. You you talk about heroes, and it reminds me of a video that was released a few weeks ago as the end of your QB Impact Camp in Arlington, Texas, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you talked about heroes. You talked about how the ideology of younger generations looking at these athletes and actors and that's my hero. And you had a few people in the audience stand up and say, Hey, who served military, paramedic, et cetera. Yeah. So I've always, so I've always believed that if I had a platform to acknowledge people that have given and that have served, I was going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I'm in a military ceremony, including my retirement ceremony, I always acknowledge the E6 and below. And if you know the rank structure of the military, after E6, you kind of get into this upper management leadership position. The guys that are, the, the men and women that are E6 and below, right, are the, are the men and women that, that do the grunt work. They get paid the less, they get paid less, they work more hours. They just do the things that a lot of people don't get credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, that's what makes the military run is our E6 and below. Yeah. Now, the guy you see at the podium taking credit for everything is not that person. Right. But really, if he's a great leader, he knows that those people are the ones that make the military run. So I've always said, if I have a platform, I'm going to acknowledge our our current and retired military. I'm going to acknowledge our police department, our fire department our nurses, our EMTs, and our first responders. Because they're heroes. They're heroes because they don't want to be heroes, right? They do it for the sake of society, and they don't want credit for it. 
Right. And most of them give their life to do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we serve and give our life for people that may not even like us or believe what we believe, but we do it because it needs to be done. Right. Professional athletes, you have to pay to buy their jersey and go to see them. Right. Like, and if they act like an idiot, you still cheer for them. Right. It doesn't even make sense to me. Right. And don't get me wrong, professional athletes, there are professional athletes that give and that should be respected and, and that you should go see because they're great human beings, but they're not your heroes. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's kind of, I kind of laugh about it because mm-hmm. I think that's what we do in society. Yeah. Um, and I wish it was different. I wish young people would treat um, the firemen the same way they treat um, the professional athlete. Sure. Because they deserve it. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. um, I tried to do everything in my power to embrace that platform and acknowledge those people that don't want to be acknowledged but right. need to be acknowledged, right? Yeah, absolutely. So You talk about change the narrative because you can change a narrative and you can impact one person at a time. Can you yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I have, there's a quote and I apologize cause I don't know who said it. Um, and I don't like taking quotes from people, but, um, you know, there's a quote that says if you're it, those that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that change the world. Right. Um, but you got to do it one at a time, right? Sure. So if I if if I'm if I'm in a room full of people and and I'm talking to them and and I may not get to the room, but if I get to the person in the front row, then I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm winning, right? If I can impact one throughout my day, I'm hoping that that'll reciprocate, right? And I I think we I think we look at it in such a large scale that we don't need to, like. If you go to the grocery store and you hold the door for somebody, you're 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 non-verbally impacting. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that reciprocates. Maybe that person holds the door for the next person. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, we're reciprocating um, humanity in a way where we're being good to each other. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's important. Um, you know, I, I, and I think if we do that. You know, I I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. Um, the problem is we don't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're in a rush. So we go to the grocery store and we open it and slam it. And we don't worry about the person walking behind us because we're in a rush, right? Right. Because everybody's so busy. We're really not busy. We just want to pretend we're busy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's society today. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't even act right. No, you choose <laughs> to be busy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's my take on it is I'm going to... And that's why I wake up the way I do, because I'm going to impact somebody every day. Um, and if I, before I go to bed, if I don't, then I'm going to call somebody and impact them, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure I do that every day. Sure. Um, yeah. And just do a tweet. Your tweets are really good, too, in the morning. Sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they, they poke people, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Which it's okay. I think honesty is important. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, like we've talked about before, uh, I'm not afraid to be controversial. Right. Um <laughs> I really, you know, you know, I, I think, I think telling the truth um, and honesty through conversation is what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I try to, uh, you know, I, I I was told once in the military that I was the unspoken minority. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't have a problem being man. It is what it is. Right. You know. Are you crazy enough to change the world? Uh, I'm crazy enough to change the world for sure. Yeah. Um, I like to reach for bigger platforms. I'm not, I don't like to settle. I think it scares my girlfriend, Shelly, yeah. because I'm very, uh, I did it in my military career and I've done it with my life as a civilian with QB Impact and a coach. And um, I mean, I was clearly, I was a youth football coach and a JV coach at one time, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I struggle, I don't settle. I try to increase my platform, right? And sometimes people are like, you're nuts. Like you can't reach that. And that's the problem is we think we can't reach it. I didn't think that I could do a three day camp in AT&T stadium with 194 kids and 30 coaches that are NFL guys. Right. I didn't say that when I was a young man. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I said it at one point and then I did it. Right. So I, I said it, I figured out what it would take to get there and then I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you don't figure out what that risk is, you'll never do it, yeah. right? And I think my analogy is I'm, I don't dip my toe, right? Like when I go to the beach, I jump in the water. Like that's, you're at the beach to swim, jump yeah. your ass in the water, right? I'm not a toe dipper, like, oh, right. oh it's, it's cold. <laughs> oh, it's so warm, it's cold. Jump in the water, bro. Yeah. You know, like take a risk. Yeah. It's okay. And then yeah. if you fail, keep taking more risk. Yeah. Like we all fail. I like it. Yeah. hundred ten percent. Yeah. You got to fail to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every day, man. Yeah. Most people Every don't day. take risks because they're scared to fail. Right. Right. Fail. Keep yeah. failing and then keep taking risks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's the only way to learn. Yeah. It's the only way to learn. Experience, yeah. man. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It took you far. It's a good yeah. teacher. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not everybody believes, uh, believes that, but I appreciate it. I, I do. I yeah. firmly believe it. Yeah. You, you talk about your mom, your upbringing, my parents on the boat for 33 days coming over here. Yeah. You know, it's it's not an easy journey. No, no. It's hard, man. 100%, man. Born into adversity, right? Yeah. Shit is hard. Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy or everybody could do it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody wants world. Yeah. Everybody wants to sit on the couch and wake up a millionaire, right? Yeah. If I lay here somebody will eventually make me a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. How about you get up off your ass and make yourself a millionaire, right? It's baffling to me. So, yeah, man, like, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you talk about Nick being in Bud's training. You have another Brandon. son. I mean, Brandon, yeah. Brandon, and then Nick. Nick, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so Nick Nick is 25, Brandon's 22. Um, Man, I'm blessed, dude. They're good boys. I mean, mm -hmm. they had every reason to push back at me. Right. Um, and I think they didn't get it at one point. And it's funny because I came up in my conversation with Brandon yesterday and I said, I at one point in my life made the military and the mission more important than my family. Mm. I truly did. Um, and I had that conversation with Brandon yesterday when he was passionate about about what's next in the military for him and how he wants to do better, right? And I, I really was consumed in doing that to the point where I wasn't afraid to deploy or I'd, I'd volunteer to deploy um, because I was willing to sacrifice my time with my family to deploy and serve. Mm -hmm. um, so you get caught up in this measurement of 
compartmentalizing and trying to figure out a way to balance that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it very well when I was younger. Um, and I, my boys had every reason to be absolute knuckleheads, to be, to get bad grades, yeah. to act like fools, to never, and they didn't. Um, I, and I think they saw, um, what I was trying to do. I'm not sure they agreed, but I think they saw. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm lucky, man. You know, they they both were, um, division one athletes that, um, ended up playing football. They transferred and played college football together at UCO, yeah. um, which is a Division two school. So they started as Division one athletes and they finished. They both transferred to UCO and hoping to play together and they played together yeah. um, two years ago. Um, and then Nick, my oldest son, is, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an absolute beast, right? He's one of mm-hmm. the strongest human beings on the planet. Right. And he's, he's got goals and aspirations and he's had some opportunities to coach college football and he's electing to kind of, he wants to go to chiropractor school and nice. get back. And, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, Nick is so big. If he was my chiropractor, I'd be nervous. To yeah. Be with you. Uh, <laughs> he's a big guy for but, sure. But he's, He's really like, he's like me in, in mentally. Um, he's really strong and passionate almost too much at times. And then Brandon, of course, is, is at Bud's in San mm-hmm. Diego. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I have boys that get it. Yeah. Um, but we battle now. I mean, you know, we've had some volatile grown up conversations. Sure. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I have a good, <laughs> I, have, I have a good family, so. What has the military taught you about leadership and how do you identify your own leadership? How does it feel to be a leader? Yeah, I think, you know, number one, we don't we don't join the military and become leaders. Right. Right. I think there's something that hits you in your life that makes you wake up. It doesn't matter what it is. But um, my mentor was Senior Chief Sidney Smith. Man, he's uh, he, he passed away um, when we we served together in the military, and uh, he was the guy that always went to battle for me. Right? He always, you know, uh, the young Petty Officer George, the young Tom George, was an absolute knucklehead. I was very me, me, me. I'm the best. Who cares about them? Look at me, look at me, look at me. And, uh, you know, he used to tell me that if you took your energy and put it into other people, um, you would actually do more, right? Mm. And he he would legitimately every day give me examples to the point where I would send out emails and he'd say, hey, in your email, you said I and me 10 times. So I'm assuming nobody else did anything. You just did it all. Um, so <laughs> what I learned was, yeah, I mean, it wasn't about me. Right. Um, and I, and, and I think it hit me at, at some point that I had a platform to impact lives and to do better and, 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 and I needed to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think when he passed it mentally, it, it was hard for me, um, but I, I think at first I wanted to make him proud. Yeah. So I kind of changed who I was. Um, 
And then I realized that's who I needed to be, mm. you know, so, so the question, my leadership style, you know, I, I, I think we have to lead with passion and energy. Um, I think there are too many leaders and coaches and CEOs and presidents and, and politicians and, and people in this country that lead, meaning they give their employees or players an expectation but they don't live up to that expectation. Um, so I think for me, the reason I go to the gym every day is not because I have a, this big ego and want to want to look good, although I do have an ego. Yeah. But it's because <laughs> I want my athletes to live that life. Sure. Makes sense. So I'm going to live the life. Like right. I'm not going to sit on my ass but ask my athletes to work hard. Right. Um, because young people know. They're not stupid. Yeah. Like they know. Right. Um, you know, so I think leadership starts with um, knowing who you are, being uh, you, you have to be willing to to do what you're asking the people you're leading to do. Um, and I have a conversation with one of my players all the time and I tell them, hey, tomorrow when you go to school, you better treat the principal and the janitor the same way. Mm. Um, and if you don't, you're missing it. Um, and I used to work for a guy that didn't even know his employees, right? Especially the the little employees that get that $10 wage salary. Yeah, He didn't even know who they were and it baffled me um, because they work the hardest for you. Really, the people who make the, le- the, the least amount of money actually work the hardest for you. We just don't mm-hmm. realize that, right? And that's very societal. The mm-hmm. people that get paid the most, most of the time do the least. Mm. Um, and I think that's a societal thing, right? We we wanna we wanna treat the principal differently because he has a title. Yeah. Because clearly somewhere there was a condensation there there was something written in some dictionary that said principal, and I use the principal as a term, it's just a title. Or this guy should get treated better because of his position, but this guy who works his butt off to make sure that you have a clean space to walk in and that everything is taken care of should get treated differently, right? Right. And and it baffles me. It baffles me. Why do we treat the guy who makes a lot of money better than we treat people who don't make a lot of money? It doesn't, Mm -hmm. there's no measurement of who's a better person. Right. So that's always kind of baffled me. And and through leadership, I try to teach my athletes and the people I'm around that let's treat everybody the same, right? And then let's look at everybody through a lens of equality, Mm -hmm. okay? And And then you can make your determination on who people are as you learn more about them. Sure. But the problem is we don't understand we we directly quickly jump to judgment without understanding mm. right mm-hmm. so if i disagree with you i must be this um and if you disagree i must be this right we give yeah. them some title instead of saying well how about we disagree but try to understand why we disagree right um right it's just like politicians well you're a republican i'm a democrat so I, clearly i have to hate you well, how about you fools work together to make the country better? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because yeah. they're all fools. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I served, when I served in the military, um, it was my job to serve the president of the United States. Sure. That doesn't mean I had to agree with him. Right. But, you know, our country would be better if we stopped playing this red and blue 
Democrat Republican card mm-hmm. and we actually started to be grown adults and sit down and understand each other. Right. And then say, what's your agenda, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do this so that I can get richer. Well, how about let's do this so that w- w- we can all develop a better society and country. Yeah. Regardless of getting richer. Yeah. That would baffle people, right? Could you imagine that? Could you imagine a politician is like, oh, man, I don't care about my agenda. I don't care about my pocketbook or I don't care about the car I drive. But let's actually make this country better. Could yeah. you imagine? I mean, I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. I too. would love that. I would love that, too. But it, it's almost impossible because they're fools. Well, I mean, you know, and it's unfortunate, but it doesn't matter which politician you like. Like they all have an agenda. And I hope I, I hope at some point. We can get to a place where at every level we can communicate with an ultimate goal to make this place better. Mm-hmm. We're all not going to agree, man. We're all not going to agree. Sure. But let's try to understand each other. Come to an agreement on what's best for the country. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, it's simple. We make it hard, but to me, it's simple. Um, Elaborate. Treating people with respect and being a good human being is a simple quality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if, if our, you know, we, we come up with these cliches and these, every president or politician comes up with their saying, right? And I'm not, I'm not pointing at Republicans or Trump or anybody else. Make America great. I don't even know Biden's, uh, like, right? <laughs> Biden's was, I hate Trump. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever their their saying is, right? Right. Kind of baffles me, right? Because how about let's all be good human beings and work together to make this place a better place by communicating and understanding each other instead Mm. of bickering like children. Sure. Right? Most of the time, if you notice, children can come to an agreement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like seriously, that, if you true. put two 10-year-olds in a room and you put one Hot Wheel car in the middle, they're going to bicker at first and then they're going to be like, all right, cool, let's play with the Hot Wheel car together or right. I'll play with it for 10 minutes and then you can play with it. Sure. That's what children do, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not what adults do. Correct. Adults throw the Hot Wheel car at each other, right? And, the, and then one ends up being a victim because the other one took the Hot Wheel car from them. Mm-hmm. That's what adults do. And then they pout. Then they post it on social media like cowards, right? That's what adults <laughs> do, though. <laughs> Right. That's what adults do. Right. So, you know, so like at my camps and and I know you brought it earlier, my closing remarks and my ceremony that got me my ceremony and my camp that got me pretty emotional was was like, let's start with treating people right. Let's start with believing in equality. Let's start with believing that there's no such thing as black, white, green, Asian. Okay, let's start realizing that it doesn't matter if you believe in God or, or evolution. It we still all come from something that's the same. Yeah. If you believe in in that we dwarfed from monkeys, we still came from the same thing. If you believe that God created us, we still come from the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you hate on somebody else, you're actually hating on your brother or sister, right? right? So when we start there, and then we start with going, here's our education system. How does everybody get rewarded in our education system in saying, how do just this group of students get rewarded, mm-hmm. right? Let's reward them all. How do we reward them all? Not every kid thinks the same. Not every kid comes from the same demographic. Not every kid makes the same amount of money or family makes the same amount of money. How can we help them all? Right? I I mean, I I just don't get it. I don't get why Washington, D.C. 
cannot communicate together. I don't understand why we have to make groups of people and have them fight against each other and then disagree. And then we have to pick a side by voting. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Democracy. You get the vote for the clown who leads your country. It. Yeah. So so we get two people in a room. They bicker. They debate. Well, somebody debates through an earpiece because they're not smart enough to know really what their policies are. And then we get to vote for one of them. Okay. I guess yeah. I, I guess that's the right thing to do. But maybe we can come up with a, a better process. How about we find some politicians that don't bicker like 12-year-olds at each other? Mm. How about we find some politicians that don't use a method of skeletons to bicker and pick at each other and ruin each other's lives instead of politicians that are willing to to agree to disagree and maybe work together, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you win, I'm going to support you. I don't agree with all your policies, but since you're the president or since you're the senator or since you're the governor, I'm going to help you make this country better because you won fair and square. Sure. How about that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but we don't have that. Yeah. We don't have that, right? And then when adults act like fools, we wonder why kids act like fools, right? I say it every day. The We, we have kids that act a certain way because their parents act a certain way. Mm -hmm. If I train a kid who's selfish or that's self-consumed, most of the time their parents are selfish or, or self-consumed. Now, their parents don't want to hear it, <laughs> but the good news is I'm still going to tell them. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. that's the truth. Sure. I mean, kids see and then act, right? Yeah. I mean, that's right. That's society. That's what that's what animals do. They see and then they act. That's what kids do. My parents act dumb, so I'm going to act dumb because that must be okay, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if maybe adults acted right, kids would act right. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of simple to me. It, it, it's simple, right? and uh, yeah, listening to that that conversation, which is awesome, and I'm just going to use my own example is. Obviously, you know my story. And then I married Margie, and my parents and her parents are totally, they come from different upbringing, right? And one is geophysicist. My dad is a CNC machinist. Her mom is a mathematician, math major. My mom is assembly line worker. At the end of the day, what they provided us, what the United States has provided us, the way I look at it is we have the quality of opportunity right. to do as well as we want in the greatest country in the world. And it's up to us to lead, to help, and to take advantage of the freedoms that we have. Right. Which is going to lead to my next question, politics. You talk about po politicians and politics, are you thinking about running? <laughs> you, I see the hashtag 2024, I, I mean, I'm just this is This is what I love. So what I love <laughs> is you clearly got to the, get to the point, right? Which is what I love about you. You're like, yo, Tom, let's meet for coffee. We sit down and have coffee. Yo, so let's get to the point, right? <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, number one, I want to say this before I answer that question. Sure. You gave your story. What I appreciate about you and your, and your lovely wife is, um, well, first off, I mean, clearly, you married up. Okay, hundred percent. I'll kick my okay. coverage as you football out, players. Absolutely, say, right? I'll okay. kick your coverage. Okay, okay. So that's number one. Number two, dude, you had every reason to be a victim and hate this place, and you don't because you don't have a victim mentality, right? Uh -huh. You had every reason to say, "Oh my God, look what happened to me," and you don't. You appreciate it. You love it. Okay, because it gave you 
a, a different life, right? It gave you an opportunity, um, w- which is why we get along and why why I, we can do things together because I respect that. You don't live in this life of this victimhood and what happened to me. Now I'm just going to ride with it the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. number one, I appreciate that from you. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I think I, I, I think when we first sat down and had a cup of coffee, I would say, what, eight eight months ago, maybe? Yeah. What do you think? Months, probably about nine months ago. Nine months, months ago. ago. Yeah. So we sat down and had a cup of coffee and we got into, I think, the president, the presidential election and yeah. some politics. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, I think at that point you kind of asked me if I ever thought I would get into politics mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a guy that wants to increase my platform, um, and you know I think I, I not tomorrow because I like to put a plan together and do it the right way, right? I'm not a like I, I'm a risk taker, but once I develop that risk, I'm going to put a plan together so that I can succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I you know I think I think. I would like to say that that there's a potential that politics is next for me. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like, um, but it's got to be something that enables me to to affect the country through Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a close friend of mine tell me or somebody that I respect tremendously tell me that, you know, I need to take a smaller role potentially in education to develop name recognition. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. So I, 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 if you were to, if you were to, to, to draw a roadmap for how, how somebody becomes a football coach or somebody builds a business or somebody becomes a politician. I promise you, I'm never going to use that roadmap. Um, I'm always going to do it a little bit different because I do believe there's ways to do things. And I do believe sometimes you got to take a risk and do it different. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, to answer your question, I think, I think there's a time that I get to a point where I want to get into politics, um, sooner than later. Um, how and when soon um how i i don't know yet but i'm i'm researching and and educating myself to make sure that i'm i understand what i'm getting into um i think my struggle is going to be i'm not sure i'm going to be willing to play ball right meaning uh i'm not sure that you know, I, I, I don't even know how to use the term properly, but uh, I, I think I'm going to be controversial and volatile to the point that I'm not going to believe in shaking hands and making drug deals. And I don't mean drugs specifically, but making mm-hmm. deals to, um, hey, you vote for me and then I'll, I'll vote for your your policy, even though I don't agree or if it's not good mm-hmm. for society. I'm not sure. I'll, well, I know I won't be able to do that. Uh, so I, I really need to do my research and understand. Um, in the past couple of weeks, um, I, res- I, I respect military members that have gone the political route tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, for example, you know, I've I've followed Crenshaw yeah. down in Texas pretty closely. 
because I, I believe in his views and his values. Um, you know, Texas has a lot of military guys, retired military guys that are in a position in office. Uh, you know, so I think there's a time when I'd like to sit down with those guys and kind of understand politics from sure. from their angle a little bit different and see if I don't want to do anything if I can't make a difference and impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think there's a time that. We'll see if that happens. I mean, you know, I I may run and have like forty people vote for me. All QB Impact parents, right? Um, <laughs> That's a platform. Yeah, it's a platform, right? But the good news is, I've never woken up ever any morning in my life and said, "Please, I need more friends in my life." <laughs> I've never done that. Like I've never been like, "Oh, please, God, please give me." four or five more friends. I've never done that. So I'll be all right either way yeah. we look at it. So I'm nice. hey, you'll, hey, you'll be on the team when the time is right. You'll be on Man. the team. So so hopefully we'll we'll be able to do it right the right way and uh, see if we can impact this country from a bigger platform, if that makes sense. It does. And just an FYI, there, there might be an Oklahoma position open up pretty soon in the next few years. Some senator may retire. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I do my research and to understand to your point, I love that. And that's why I really appreciate you as you're authentic, you're raw and you do research to understand. Yeah. It's not just a headline. Oh yeah. That, that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to research, right? You got to yeah. do your due diligence. Um, um, which which most of America doesn't do, right? Yeah. We're very, it's a very emotional feeling society, mm-hmm. right? So we get caught up in our emotions. And I think sometimes um, as Americans, we actually vote at times, and I'm not, this is not an, a time for me to play the red or blue card, sure. but I do think we vote wrong because we get caught in our emotions and feelings sure. instead of studying policy, right? Mm. Um, and sometimes when you study policy and study and understand why policy is the way it is, um, then maybe you'll get out of your emotions and feelings right. and do the right thing. Yep. Um, education is important. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean having a master's degree or a PhD. I mean educating yourself at whatever level you're doing, sure. right? Kind of like, quarterback coaching or football coaching, right? I hate the word guru because I'm not a guru. Um, And there's guys out there that are gurus. I'm not, Mm -hmm. right? I'm a guy that likes to learn from other people. I'm a guy that doesn't know everything, but wants to learn to make my guys better. I'm a guy that will have a candid conversation about football with my athletes that I train so that we can together do it the right way. Sure. but there's other guys that talk science and biomechanics and I know this and I know that and I know that. And I'm like, you know, if you ever meet somebody and you shake their hand and the first thing they do is tell you how great they are and tell you their resume, honestly, turn around and walk the other way. Because mm. that's the first inclination of I am self-consumed and I'm never going to learn because I know right. everything. And yeah. we have too many people that are that way. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Especially in my field. Yeah. In my field, there's coaches and guys that are that way. And yeah. it's fine. It's what makes me successful because they're clowns. So <laughs> it's all good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of success and politics, you know, you've got a girlfriend now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay. so I do. I do. I, I do. see the numbers 5149 getting thrown around. And you're talking about politics. Have you 
talk to Shelly about politics were her thoughts on it uh yeah i don't think i don't think at this moment in time <laughs> shelly's real excited about it um and i i understand why yeah. she doesn't want to you know politics are rough man people yeah. people in this country are pretty combative and volatile and harsh yeah. right yeah and they attack people without realizing who they're attacking right it's kind of like people that attack politicians that attack their wives and children. Mm -hmm. I always yeah. sit back and wonder what the goal is. Like you're attacking a 12 year old child, right? Um, or, or a mom or a woman that is trying to do good. Right. And that's always baffled me on why we do that on why we have people that do that. Um, and they're cowards really. Mm -hmm. Cause when you attack women and children, you're a coward. Really yeah. you are. So, I think she's concerned that, you know, she's got children, right? She's got two beautiful daughters and, and, and two amazing sons and, and a granddaughter. And, and, and her son Taylor's got a beautiful girlfriend, Lily. And so she's concerned that there's a possibility that her family may get attacked. And, mm -hmm. and, and I get it. Um, um, but she's super strong and she's yeah. super supportive and she's got my back. And, yeah. you know, we'll, I mean, obviously we're not there yet. There's not a sign up that says vote for Tom George yet. Right. <laughs> not yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We're getting that sucker made here soon, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, she'll support. I mean, you know, we'll talk through it and, and if, and if it's not right, it's not right, but we'll mm -hmm. talk through it. Yeah. And, and I think she wants to understand more. Sure. Um, you know, so I, I think that's where we're at. But she's 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 very strong. She's been very um, she's gotten gotten me to kind of process and understand things a little bit better. She's a processor. Yeah. Um, which is why sometimes we we I, I don't want to say argue because that sounds volatile, but we have discussions sure. because I'm very decisive where she wants to process it. Yeah. Um, but. In 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 my field in the military, you kind of got to be decisive, right? You don't have time to think sometimes, yeah. but you're also trained to react. You're mm -hmm. not trained to process. You're trained to react, right? Yeah. So, so you know we've you know we've uh, I would say like our first two weeks we were dating, and hopefully she won't kill me for telling this story. But she uh, she was on the phone talking to her work, and there was a problem, right? And I'm driving and she's on the phone on speaker Bluetooth and the, her company's talking about this issue. She literally hangs up the phone and I'm like, bam, 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 just do this. Right. And she's basically like, oh, my God, can you let me process this problem and come up with a solution? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, why? It's simple. I just gave you a solution. Yeah. And so <laughs> like if for a while, like we kind of butted heads because I'm like, it's so simple. I literally just gave you the answer to the problem. But sure. you want to think about it more. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we're working through that, but uh, we're learning from each other and it's good. And uh, um, I, you got to be a very strong woman to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, like she's she puts up with a lot. Like yeah. I'm a pain in the ass to be honest with you. So it's good. It's good. We're good. Um, I love her, her, her family, and you know, it's good. Well, I, I would add on to that. I feel like you would have to be a very, you know, strong-minded person to be 
a player, to be a friend, a colleague in the the realm of whether it's QB Impact, Tom George, you got to be strong. I mean, you've got to be able to understand and be able to take the truth, take criticism, and at the same time, be able to communicate with yourself. Yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. I think strength is internal strength is important, right? Especially if you want to lead and be in a position where you're holding a position of authority or leading people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely think you there's there's some internal strength that you have to draw that from. Sure. And she's very internally strong and I'm very internally strong. And it's kind of um, making it work. Um, so, yeah, I mean she's she's been good to me man i mean you met you met shelly yeah yeah for sure yeah let's get into some of these questions oh man yeah i i'm 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 a little i'm curious who some of the questions are from if i know them or if it's any of my family members uh putting me on the spot but anyway what you got i I can yeah i can tell you off the air what are some of your morning habits okay so i'm very routine driven um so which means when we go on vacation, I have a which is very rare because I don't like changing my routine. But when we go on vacation, I have a hard time getting out of my zone and my habits. Right? Seriously, I struggle with it to the point where it's Shelly's like, just chill, please. Yeah. So my morning habits consistent. Um, I get up. I don't set an alarm. My mind and my body gets up every morning um, between five and five thirty. Okay. Um, I get out of bed, um, I give my German shepherd a hug and then I go make a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, once I make a cup of coffee, I honestly, I'll get on social to see, I typically wake up honestly with probably a hundred to 120 social media notifications through the <laughs> night. Um, I'm not lying from Twitter or Facebook sure. or Instagram. And then, <laughs> and then some text messages or, or some stuff from football parents. So yeah. I deal with that right away to the point where my parents, I kind of drive them crazy because I respond that time too. Mm. You know, so I'm like, look, if you're going to text me late, I'm going to respond when I want to sure. respond, right? Yeah. So I respond also at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. Um, and then I get my stuff together and I go to the gym. So before I train, start training athletes, I go to the gym and take care of myself yeah. from a mental state and health Good. standpoint i really uh I, I really don't go to the gym for health reasons although that's a part of it but i really go to the gym for my mental state sure um you know i have things that i i deal with from my past or my military career and the way i deal with them is is by going to the gym mm-hmm. um and it it enables me to breathe and then get my day going yeah um I once, uh, um, I met a, uh, about, I guess about six, six months ago, I met a yoga instructor. Her name was Bettina Willis. She's amazing. She's in OKC and I'm not, but she, she looked at me one day before she was about to do a yoga class. And she said, my advice to you is to breathe before you react. And I, I carry it to this day. And what's funny is I, I, I didn't even, I'm not sure I did that in the military. I think I held my breath, then reacted. So what I've learned is breathe and then react, right? Mm. So if somebody does something to you rude or if you disagree or if you're even happy, before you open your mouth, just take a breath and then react. And honestly, in 
48 years, that's some of the best advice I've Man, ever got. That's like, good. Yeah, I like that's it. That's real good. I like it. That's good. So that's so that's my that's my routine, and then I train and coach. Yeah. The rest of the day. Okay. Yeah. Good. What pisses you off? Oh man, the ultimate um, self-consumed, selfish people piss mm. me off the most. Um, honestly, it pisses me off the most uh, when I see people attack other people on social media. Yeah. Um, but don't even know who they're attacking. They just attack it because they saw something in some narrative or the media, mm. and then they just run with it and attack. Sure. Um, that pisses me off. Yeah. Um, which is why I, I, I believe in changing the narrative and changing how we function as a country. Giving people a platform to attack other people is 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 sad, actually. Yeah. Um, so I think people, I, I think they go together, though, right? Because self-consumed people are the ones that do that. When you're selfish and you're consumed with yourself and you think that your views count, those are the people that that piss me off. Mm. Um, and and I'm I I'm mentally pretty volatile. Uh, like I I I can be pretty vicious mentally. Mm. And I, I it was I was like that in the military too. So I have to breathe before I react. Yeah, because I, yeah, I will breathe. go I will go off. The, yeah, I'll go off the deep end. So. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's what pisses me off. All right. Um, what have you noticed is a common factor for people who keep themselves moving forward and motivated even when things go south? So I. Uh, so you so the, okay so I I understood the question about people keeping themselves motivated when things go south. But what was the actual question? What. How do you keep moving forward? Okay, okay. Um, I think I saw that one. I think yeah. I, I, I think I actually responded. But I, I think a good friend of mine, Mahalo Wiggins, gave me a wristband, one of those rubber wristbands, and it said, and and he read it um, from a book, and it said, "Complete the mission." Mm. So I think the way you move forward is you got to complete the mission, right? So if the mission is to uh, whatever the mission is, right? We all have a different mission, but you cannot let individual noisy hater haters human beings prevent you from completing the mission because they bring you down mm -hmm. right if you listen to the noise in society it will immediately take you to a place of negativity to a place where you want to quit to a place where you want to give up and what i say is control what you can control ignore the noise and complete the mission you yeah. have to move forward you can't let noisy obstacles prevent you from moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, and something I recently had a conversation with Shelly about was we waste so much time caring about things that don't matter, right? He or she said this to me. Mm -hmm. Who fucking cares? Yeah. And I don't know if you need to edit that or whatever, but who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, who cares what he or she said to you? Who cares what he or she said about you? If you know who you are, guess what? Step over the obstacle and move forward. Because sure. at the end of the day, most people that that do that, are most of them envy you. Mm -hmm. So when people hate on me or other coaches hate on me, most of the time, I feel bad for them. Because they're jealous. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. It, but that that's kind of I feel like that's kind of the gist of our society. Voice your hate 
even though you don't know why you hate, right? right? But you get a platform to voice it. I say it all the time, and I use social media quite a bit. I'll be honest with you. Sure. I use it for my business, and I use it for a platform, right? Right. Social media is a platform for cowards. It really is. It gives people who don't want to say it in person a platform to say derogatory things to other people. Yeah. The difference is I'll say it to your face. Right. That's the difference. Right. So if I say something, I'll say it right now publicly. Yeah. If I say something on social social media that you don't like, DM me, and I'll meet you and say it to your face. Sure. Promise. I know you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, that's my answer. Keep moving forward, step over the obstacle and realize that it's not worth your time. Yeah. Um, and I tell my athletes this, if you score a touchdown and nobody celebrates with you, then you better check yourself. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Solid point. Yeah. That's another level of mental toughness and mental yeah, awareness, man. to be honest. Yeah. This one's good. Do you sleep? <laughs> and how how long do you sleep for? <laughs> I, I think that's a key impact parent question. We can we can roll back to the uh, we uh, off off air, um, but uh, you know I I don't know if I sleep. To be honest with you, my mind pretty much goes twenty four seven. I think I think I, I sleep sporadically, but I probably don't sleep as much as I need to. Um. Like I told Shelly, you know, when it's time for me to go, I'm going to be running around with a lot of energy, acting a fool. And, and my heart's just going to be like, it's time, yeah. dog, you know, and I'm going to go. Yeah. So, no, I don't sleep as much as I need to. Um, I think it's important to get sleep, but I think my mind doesn't slow down. Sure. Um, and, and you know, I... I I'm not a victim from it, so don't take this the wrong way, and I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. But I, you know, I, I have things that wear on me in my military career in my past that 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 kind of roll through my mind, and I gotta I gotta stay focused to and stay positive to to kind of fight through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my question. What are maybe three questions that you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked? coach Tom George um, you know I think I don't know if they're questions they might be comments but I think some of my athletes and co-workers in my past military career ask me well my son asked me this yesterday actually and he said why are you willing to sacrifice you to help somebody else. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not sure people know why I do that or why I feel obligated to do that. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, I, a lot of athletes know that I'm always positive and high energy, but don't ever ask me why. And I'm not sure it's a, I'm not sure it's a question because I try to live through my actions and the comments I, I say. So, I don't know that there's actually ever comments um, or a question that that I think people don't ask me because I think I answer those questions through the way I live mm. and the way I coach. So that's a very hard, uh, it's really hard question for me to answer because I'm not sure yeah. there's any. I, I, I'm pretty, I, I put myself out there pretty, pretty openly, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I think people... I don't think people need to ask because I think they know who I am. 
You know what I mean? That's good. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Based on your actions, your posts, the way you interact with your kids as a parent, and yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, it doesn't always sit well with people. I sure. mean, I get it. I mean, you know, I, I don't. But like I said, man, I, I don't. I don't think the goal is to make everybody happy. It's to be able to find people are different. They come from different diverse backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We come from different countries, right? We come yeah. from different upbringings. My mom beat my ass. Some people don't. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is, it, it, you don't have to agree with everybody. Right. But you can respectfully understand them, right? You key. know what I'm saying? That's key. It is key. But it baffles me that uh, we can't do it as a society, right? right? Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a struggle. But, hey, we'll get it right someday. I'll tell you what's a struggle for me is when things get, I feel like, get shoved down your throat on, let's say, diversity, inclusion, equity. And we respectfully understand that we come from different backgrounds, yeah, different cultures. yeah. yeah. Yes. But there's a line when you have a group of people start to play the victim mentality, the yeah. victim card, bringing up things from decades and decades and decades ago, and yet we're playing the victim card when history has taught us a great lesson and lessons that we should become better from. Yeah, I, I think I think it's unfair. Um, I think it's unfair that we expect our flag, that we expect our American flag to be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's unfair. Um, I'm not a history buff, so what I'm not going to do is do what I don't like that other people do, and and it speak to something I don't clearly understand. But I do understand this. I don't think America. Um, I don't think that. Um, our American flag, I don't think our constitution, I don't think any of that was done to create a perfect society. Right. Um, we're going to have flaws. Mm -hmm. The only way to work through the flaws is to understand, not be a victim, because when we're a victim, we immediately get on the defensive mode. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're offending me, which means Clearly, I think I'm a victim, so I'm defensive to anything anybody else says, right? Yeah. We immediately give people titles and go to the defensive instead of understanding and saying, hey, let's not create titles. Let's not create um, um, these, these organizations that are going to create more hate. Sure. How about we sit down? with the people we think hate us and figure out what the problem is, right? Mm -hmm. Or how about we f we sit down as a society, as a generation, as a as as a group of politicians in DC and we sit down and go, "Okay, here's where here's where we need to get better at. How do we improve this? This is what, you know, we got to be careful with this this offends me type of thing." Um because sometimes when we get offended by things, we can learn from them. Sure. Um, yeah. And sometimes you need to relax and not be so damn sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like there was once a time where where we lived in a society where comedians were hilarious, right? And we <laughs> joked and we, you know, I'm from Hawaii. If you tell me, hey, dude, do you like pineapples? I'm going to say, yes. <laughs> 
I'm not offended by that, bro. Like, I like pineapples, okay? (laughs) Guess what? Go to Hawaii. Everybody likes pineapples, okay? Like, that's not offensive to me. Why would that be offensive to anybody? Somebody thinks that's offensive. Trust me. Um, So I'm like, I, I don't get it. But there definitely is this condensation of certain groups are offended more than other groups. Yeah. Um, through ethnicity, through um, politics, through our education system, you know, and I don't understand why, because if you're going to speak on equality, you better be just as offended if something happens to somebody else, just like you are when it happens to you, right? Because that's what true equality is, right? Um, If I see something happen to somebody who's African-American and I'm offended by it, then I see something happen to an Asian guy and I'm like, well, that's not a big deal. Then I'm just as bad, right? Mm -hmm. Then I really don't believe in equality, you know? So I I, I think that's something that, that has become a very volatile space in America that I think, I personally think we're getting better and, uh, we're getting better at communicating and understanding. Um, but I think it starts with educating yourself, understanding, um, and trying to work together to communicate through the process, right? Sure. And don't get me wrong. There's bad, volatile, racist groups out there sure. that are bad for this country. That's Agreed. not what I'm talking about, right? right? You don't need to sit down with them and understand them, okay? They're racist cowards, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people that really aren't doing anything wrong, but we're holding them accountable for for something like, or they make a comment that is deemed as um, offensive. You know, number one, we have to have grace. People mm-hmm. say dumb things and make mistakes. Sure. It doesn't mean you can give them a title, okay, of being a bad human being. Right. People make mistakes, okay? The second thing is, well, talk to them figure out what their upbringing is, why they said that, and then let's educate them and make them better. And let's try to come to a cohesive decision on what yeah. is the is the way to move forward, right? I don't think we want to move forward. I think we just want to bicker and stay still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. I don't know the answer to it, to be honest with you, and I don't think anybody does, but I think the answer to everything that's volatile in this country is teaching teaching our young people that if you just live your life, treat everybody equal, be fair to everything you do, and try everything in your power to be a good human being, look in the mirror, be accountable for your actions, apologize when you need to apologize, okay? And be thankful when you need to be thankful and stop being an entitled, spoiled-ass brat. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. However, that's a big ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so. It is a big ask. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to go back to what you asked me earlier. What do I, what is my, what, what time I wake up and what I do every day? Look in the mirror every day. Mm. That's what I do every day. Yeah. I look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, and I'm a good looking dude. Yeah. That's not why I look in the mirror. I look in the mirror because yeah. I need to check myself every day. Right. 100%. And, and ask myself what I need to do better. Just be honest with yourself. Be honest. Be honest. That's exactly right. I, I made this mistake yesterday. I said this. 
do I need to apologize or how do I make it better? Because there's no need for that. Mm. I need to be better, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that would be my answer to my daily routine. I like it. And everybody needs to do it. Sure. Get up and look in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Got time for another question or two? I, I'm a, I told you, man, <laughs> this is your show. I'm here to support my friend. Okay. When was the last time you challenged yourself with doing something you've never done before? And what was the outcome and how did it make you feel? Uh, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really a prideful guy. I'm more of a guy that, uh, um, that likes a challenge. You know what I mean? Um, I've had some opportunities to coach football at some, some schools that are state champions and undefeated and some colleges. And to me, that's not who I am. Like, yeah. Like I'm not a guy that takes a job at a high school that just won a state title and be like, oh, cool, I'm a part of greatness, right? I'm not, I'm I like, they want a state title without me, they don't need me, right? I'm more of a guy that's like, this team needs a culture change and has been through some adversities. I, I'm the guy that wants to be a part of help rebuilding it. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer your question, politics is the challenge that I want to embrace and conquer. Um, and I may fail. And in four years, you may have me on and we may be like, dude, <laughs> I got I got a hundred realtor street signs in my storage unit that says vote for Tom George. Can we donate them to somebody or donate the metal to some metal company? Because clearly it didn't get us anywhere. I might say that. Sure. But I'm gonna go down fighting. I like Trust it. me. I Trust like me. It. And I, I promise you this too, not that I'll ever get elected, honestly, trust me, or not that I'll ever be in a position where I get to debate with somebody. But I promise you this, I will never wear an earpiece in a debate with anybody and have somebody else tell me how to answer a question. Oh. Ever. Ever. I believe that. All your, your speeches at the end of the game or to fellow military men and women, they all come from the heart. There's nothing scripted. Because if it's scripted, it doesn't come from the heart. That's exactly right. Now, I do believe that there's people who speak that need to write out their speech or summarize topics they sure. want to touch on, right? That's fair. Um, however, why would we elect an official that has no idea what his policies are and he needs a, a, a kid from MIT with an MIT degree in an earpiece to tell him how to answer it? Why would he, we elect an official that does that? It makes, it baffles me, right? But because it's not their answer, right? If yeah. you ask me a political question that I can't answer, you know what I'm going to say? Hey, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to do my research and put together a team in D.C. that can provide you with the best possible answer sure. because I want my team to be smarter than me. That's yeah. what my answer is going to be. Yeah. If I have a emotional feeling about a policy that you ask me, I'm yeah. going to give you my emotional feeling about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, hold on. Due to the circumstances of this manual that we read, the policy, I'm like, stop, stop. <laughs> it's so garbage, man. I don't even get it. Like, stop. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, hold on. I got another. I said, come through my earpiece. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The question exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. How does Coach Tom George want to be remembered? Um. So this is a very unique question for me. And um, 
the answer is I, I don't want to be remembered. Um, but I do want the athletes I train and the people that I impact, impact to be remembered. So I'm going to give you a young man that I train's name and I don't need permission to say his name because I speak highly of him all the time. And I'll give you a couple kids, Jesse Morey, Blaze Berlowitz, Brody Gauyin, Caleb. There's kids that I train, right? Carson Laverty, Carson Ryan, James Hennel. I want them to be remembered uh, because I impacted their life in a way that they're going to be remembered. Yeah, I'm good. You don't have to remember me, but I want you to remember the people that I got to impact mm. because that means I did something for somebody else other than myself. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want, here's the honest truth and Shelly knows this and I'm not sure she likes it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be buried and you to spend five grand on a gravestone with my name on it. Yeah. Um, and I don't care if that offends people biblically. That's not what I want. I don't want my family to go to a gravestone once a year and put flowers on it and cry. I want to be cremated and put in the ocean in Hawaii where I grew up so that when they want to remember me, just go to the ocean, dog. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm being totally serious. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. uh, I don't get... Like, I'm not afraid to die. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think it scares Shelly or my family, but I'm not, like, because I'm good. Like, I'm 1,000% confident with who I am and where I'm at in the existence of my life. Like, I'm, I'm totally content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I have challenges I still want to reach. Sure. And I have goals that I still want to, to accomplish. But it doesn't mean I'm content because I'm full. Because mm. I've done enough. You know what I'm saying? I and like I say it. that humbly, by the way. Um, I know you do. So, comes from a special place, man. Oh man, I appreciate. I appreciate that. you, Coach. How do our listeners, audience, get in touch with you? Social media, Twitter, Instagram, email. What's your? Um, yeah, you know, I. Uh, um, you can email me at info i n f o at qbimpact dot com. Um, I'm on. You know, I'm on Facebook, uh, QB Impact Academy, or Tom George is on Facebook. And then I'm on Twitter, um, QB Impact, or at Coach George 5. And then I'm on Instagram, QB Impact and Tom George. Um, um, and, and, you know, that's how you can get a hold of me if yeah. you need to get a hold of me. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know if you give me a chance to, to close, uh, but the only thing I would say is that if you live your life to the fullest, if you ignore the people that don't want to see you succeed, if you control what you can control and you realize that we're all equal and the same and we all want the better good for this country, look in the mirror every morning and we're going to be okay. Just look in the mirror every morning and we're going to be okay. I like it. Oh man, I appreciate That's it. That's good. Some people are just built different. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is honestly true. Awesome. So. Well, thank you so much, Coach, for your time, your energy, your true words, authenticism, and then, you know, just being the undefeated <laughs> Tom George. Man, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on, brother. Your service to our country, man. You're the man. Thank you, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, Coach. Thank you so much. Absolutely.